Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rome with me and you. And we're here to talk about match day 23, I believe, of this Serie A season. But there's a big fat asterisk that comes with that. We, we are in Rome where Ewan is here to watch Roma Cagliari. I won't apologise for that because that was very much part of the plan. What I will say though is that this is going to be a different type of podcast because of situations that have taken Ewan on a brief break to Rome, me on a brief working break to Rome and Kev on a investigative break to Madrid. We're all over the place this weekend. So we will be doing the full podcast a little bit later in the week over on patreon.com slash football. But for now, we're here to talk about the game that has probably decided the title, Ewan, Inter-Juve. Mm. We've just recorded the women's football podcast where we said the title race is done because Roma beat Juve to go eight points clear. Inter beat... Juventus to go possibly seven points clear if they win their game in hand. Although that is against Atalanta, so let's hold off on that just now. Um, but it feels like things are wrapped up in both the men's and women's areas at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, I was going to say exactly that. We literally just recorded one where you know, have probably lost the title, and they've lost another one here. <laughs> I. No, I'm going to jump in. I don't think you can say that Juve have lost the titles because of the positions they were in coming into this. I think Inter and Roma have almost clinched them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we kind of said all along that Inter feel like the one of the two that are less likely to cock up. And the the Empoli game for Juve the other week was kind of an example of, even though obviously the red card after a few minutes is a massive factor in them not winning that, but yeah, one of their players did that. Um, and it, it just feels like Inter don't seem to have not not they don't completely not have that sort of result in them, but it's a lot less likely to happen than um, than it seems to be with Juve, which is why Juve had to win this because um, they, they wouldn't have um, they wouldn't have overtaken them with a win, would they? What would they have been on fifty? They would have closed the gap quite. Nicely, although Inter obviously still would have had the game in hand, they would have had that. No, they would have overtaken us, right? But artificially, right? Yeah. So it it feels like a significant result, this, and it it feels like Inter are just capable of doing it. Like they've got Lautaro Martinez in their team. He didn't score fine, but the the midfield they have as well. Like Suhal wrote on the article on the website about this, like. Their midfield is just in complete control. You've got Mkhitaryan, Chanaloglu and Barella, who are just capable of dominating any other midfield in Italy. And then you've got someone as good as Davide Fratese who can't get into the team. And when yeah. he does get into the team, he looks brilliant. And you think, why is he not playing? Well, the reason he's not playing is because the people in front of him are just yeah. so good. It's not useful for him that Henry Mkhitaryan is, is ageless. Um, he... he well, he's, he's a player that I obviously have bias towards for, for two reasons. Um, but I've always, like, I mean, I liked him at all. Um, then he rocked up at United, and I was like, right, here we go. The player I really liked yeah. rocked up here. Didn't really work out at all. Did he go 
he was with Arsenal as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Was it United then Arsenal or the other way around? Uh, Arsenal was definitely after United, but I can't remember if there was a Rome move. No, I think we sold him to Arsenal. Yeah. That's yeah. a weird I can't remember one. In my head, I know this didn't happen, but in my head then, it felt like he went to Roma, then very briefly did like a loan at Arsenal oh. before then going back, but I don't think that did happen. Um, yeah, it was, it was Roma where he very much refound the, the Dortmund version of himself. Um, and then since he's going to he's arguably gone even better yeah, I in, a, in a different way. Because um, he just, the, the way, the sort of, the shape of him and the sort of player he was, he was the sort that you could always imagine wouldn't do a great deal beyond the age of 30. You, you could sort yeah. of imagine him... Just falling like, off. Yeah, or you know, maybe not doing the same physical work as some other players because he's so technically gifted, but that's clearly not happened. He's just keeps, cause He must be about like 33 or something now, maybe more. And he looks he looks 28 in the way he plays. Um, so I think for Fratesi and... Aslani, it's kind of been a problem. <laughs> you think Aslani's a player that I genuinely forget exists mm. so often, which is mad because he's, and he's so talented. Yeah, he's very good. Stefano Sensi's still at Inter as well, isn't he? Inexplicably, he's, yeah. he's done everything he could to be. He, he was skipping training towards the end of January. <laughs> was he? Yeah, at least once he skipped training because um, I think he was meant to go to Leicester. Yeah, which would have been quite cool. Um, he, he's not. He, he'd die in England, wouldn't he? Yeah, but they're they're like. I think they're top of the championship, or Good at least God. towards it, the top. There was just a big alarm there. We're doing this in a bar, obviously, so just somewhere in Rome. You heard that alarm as well, didn't you? The ringing, really. a ringing <laughs> bell. Okay. <laughs> I just thought that might have been offensively loud. But five. Continue. Um, well, but yeah, basically their midfield is stupid. Um, I mean, Chan Oliver is another player, actually, like Mkhitaryan, who is a bit younger, but he's, he's just, he just seems to get better. He's yeah. weak. It's mad. Chalmoglu is a funny player, isn't he? Because he is not doing anything with Inter that we thought he was going to do in Italy when he first came to Milan. Like He was supposed to be a completely different position. It never really worked for him at Milan. He showed like bursts here and there, okay? But generally speaking, when he left Milan, I think it would have been fair enough to say it didn't work out at all there compared to expectations. And he's gone to Inter and he's a completely different player. He's brilliant. He's become one of the best midfielders in Europe. And he's just adapted into this role that we never thought he was ever going to be able to do yeah. as just replacing Brozovic before Brozovic had even left. I think he's like, been a free replacement for Brozovic. The thing is as well, Brozovic looked so irreplaceable in that Inter team until they accidentally played Chalonoglu there at one point last season. And then everyone thought, oh, wow. Mm. Are we actually better without Brozovic, who we all thought for a long time was probably our best player? Yeah. And he's... He's brilliant. Because John Lolly was very much one of them players. It felt like he was one of them sort of luxury players where he's really good on the ball and everything, but he won't do the hard yards. And to be fair, I mean, I suppose Wintagi deserves the credit for the fact that, yeah. um, or you know, at least a big chunk of the credit, for the fact that John Lolly works really, really hard and covers a huge amount. He, he must have had to say to him, look, I'm willing to sort of let you replace Brozovic, but Brozovic used to season on season cover more ground than any other midfielder in the league, and you've got to do those yards as well. And then he's, he's a better passer of the ball than Rosovic. He's yeah. a better shooter of the ball than Rosovic. Um, I'm happy to stick the boot in on Rosovic because he went to Saudi Arabia. Fine. <laughs> and and it's by all accounts a weirdo. He calls himself Epic Brozo and he's yeah. got a bomb tattooed on his neck. 
those are some of the things that led me to call him a weirdo. But. And he's a big crypto boy, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Didn't he change his name on some things to Crypto Brozo or something at I think one so, point? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, he's, he's I hate himself. to know yeah. that man, honestly. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm happy he's enjoying his his life and whatever, but I would not like to I know. Him. To. <laughs> Can you imagine having to be with him every day? We don't know. Let's not speak the knife in. But just spending time with him. He just seems like the type of person that I would not like to be in the company of. No. Um, no. I've got a thing with the word epic generally. It's quite like it was like a sort of meme word. Ten. I years, have always had. If someone set, if someone is a user of the word epic in their day to day life, I don't want to know. Epic fail. That was like a thing everyone oh. said. Epic, everyone would also say epic anything. So I like, feel like that when I started, when I finished school, I started to work in a supermarket in <laughs> South County Dublin, right? And there were a lot of really annoying posh people around. And one of them also started to work there at the same time as me. And he always... Now, this guy wasn't, like, a a really annoying guy. But he was, like, posh. And he had some annoying posh tendencies. And he used to just say, epic, all the time. And I hated it. Every time he did it, I wanted to rip my skin off and <laughs> strangle them with it. That feels like an English posh thing to me, to be oh, saying. Like, well, there's a lot to be said for a lot of yeah. posh South Dubliners being... <laughs> yeah, well. But anyway, <laughs> it's not the time or the place for that discussion. Um, what were we talking about? We're trying to talk about the Inter, it was, aren't we? It was the midfield, talking... yeah. <laughs> and Epic Rosso sent us on a tangent. <laughs> I think we're done with the midfield now. Because... So... I, I started hosting them. Yeah, <laughs> I, <go> I, on. <laughs> I was going to say we haven't talked about the goal. Because um, Cats scored an own goal, which is a shame. Freddie Cats. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to say what I just said about uh, Martina Di Bari's own goal for Napoli Femenile against Sassuolo. It was just a very own goalie on goal. It's, it's almost funny, but it's mostly just, ah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because he's following Taram into the box, which is the right thing to be doing. He, like, and no one can predict what Pava was about to do because he tried this like scissor kick, touched it, but didn't really yeah. connect with it, and it sent it on a course that meant Gatti, Gatti basically it either had to hit him in the chest. Who? Gatti. Thank it you. Either had to hit him in the chest or he'd handball it. They were the options available to him basically. All turn around and get to it. Um, so unlucky for him. Can Juventus be spirited from the fact that they're very much in a weird season? where they don't have a squad that should be competing for titles, I would say. The fact yeah, that Allegri has them the there squad, is... Like their lineup, you're like, they're massively overachieving well, yeah, this season, well, I would say. That all looks a bit nasty. <laughs> Can they take some heart from that? Yeah, because... Yeah, I'd say definitely in the sense that you'd assume that they're definitely going to get into the Champions League, which you'd think would, would have probably been the yeah. end of the season. Well, that's what Allegri's been saying all year, that it's fourth. Yeah. And then anything else, when March, we'll see. But fourth yeah. is the aim. It would take some going for them not to qualify for the Champions League now. Can we talk about Dusan Vlaovic? I suppose, yeah, if you like. Why? Will he always let you down? Um, I'm starting to wonder if the answer's yes. <laughs> I'm not going to express an opinion on this. I'm just going to purely <laughs> ask the questions. Well... I, I still really like him. Um, but I think... I should say, I, I will express an opinion, I do like him as well. But when, there is a but that follows that, isn't there? Vlaovic on form 
is is a is a credit to the league, if you like, because he is a brilliant, brilliant player, and I would really like there to be a situation where he is like fighting with Lazaro Martinez genuinely yeah. for for top scorer. But, <clears throat> me. but I mean, he's on twelve for twelve league goals. It's a very bad, good return. Yeah. No. The issue is that like if you're fighting a team for the title, the fact that the other guy is on is he like nineteen. Yeah. That's. But they do play in very, very different teams as well. Yeah, so in a weird do. way, I think... Now, apologies. I'm not... I think Lautaro Martinez has been absolutely brilliant this season. But I think 12 goals in 21 games in an Allegri team is almost more impressive than 19 goals in an yeah. Inzaghi team. Yeah, for especially with, with Marcus Turam alongside yeah. you as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the point that Sahar was making in his article, wasn't it, was that in the big games, Vlavic seems... Uh, disappear a little bit and he does he does feel like the sort of player who has struggled a bit with his mentality like in, but whenever you say that it makes it sound like you're saying someone's lazy or yeah. something it, it, he, he's, he's always been quite patchy and he seems like the sort of player who, when that patch ends with a goal the celebration is always so wild that you kind of get the idea that he really beats himself up but I, I always think the, the arrogance kind of comes out then as well and he's kind of yeah. like he, he always points to the name on the back of his shirt and stuff and yeah. I think right I, I know what you mean I, I can't quite articulate what I think about him and yeah. I can't I, quite I understand internally I never or anything like that but no. I, I just think he's the sort of player who isn't totally calm about about his career as it were we're looking at transfer market at the moment and there's a picture to the side of him in that away shirt Every time I see that shirt, I think, good God, it's nice, isn't it? I like it more than I thought I ever would. Um, but I don't love it. Do you not? No. I very much do. Oh, wow, there he is at Fiorentina. Stop yeah. going through the gallery because it's a bit <laughs> distracting. Um, Fiorentina have had some bad kits. I'm intrigued to see how far back this is going to go. It's going to take us to Partizan Belgrade. Oh, no, there we go. That's it. That's it. That's... Diego Simeone, isn't it? Not Diego Simeone. What's his kid? <laughs> no, Cholo's Diego. Cholito. No, it's, Giovanni. Oh, sorry, yeah. Giovanni. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, both yeah, did yeah, the same thing. <laughs> um, but I think we can probably leave that there. Like we said, we just wanted to find a way to get something out. There's your little podcast choice. Um, again, I will make no apologies for the background noise because we didn't have to do this. <laughs> but we very much did. Uh, so... We will be back. The Women's Football Podcast is recorded and that will be published whenever Ewan edits it and sends it to me. Um, but next, he's in Rome, week, so probably in a month's time. <laughs> and we will be back to just chat through all the rest of this weekend's results. And there were some big results. Atalanta mm-hmm. smashed Lazio 3-1, absolutely embarrassed them. Um, and then Mila beat Frozenone 3-2 was the other kind of pick of the bunch big win for Bologna 2-4-2 over Sassuolo some good goals in that one as well yes there were some and good goals in Napoli that one. had some drama as well Napoli beat Verona 2-1 right well, I'm not listing all the, there as well. Right, let's list all the results. It's actually a very we'll good weekend, to be honest. <laughs> Lecce 3, Fiorentina 2. Two goals from the 90th and 92nd minute, I think, for Lecce to turn that one around. Empoli Genoa was goalless. Udinese Monza was go- goalless. Frozenone 2, Milan 3. Bologna 4, Sassuolo 2. Torino Salernitana was goalless. Napoli 2, Verona 1. Char- Is his name Charles? Ingonj scoring in that one. It was very, Cyril. very... Cyril. <laughs> I knew it was a C. Ingonj scoring is very, very funny. Um, Atalanta 3 Lazio 1 Inter 1 Juventus 0 and Roma Cagliari Monday evening Burns is going to be there oh, so wow. 
I'll get him to send us a little audio clip. But anyway, thank you. We'll speak to you on Patreon later in the week. Bye. Bye. Yo daré la vida, la mia vida, un fondo lo sol. Fará una partita infinita. Un sueño que un coro que sale a soñar.
La capulista se ne va. La capulista se ne va. La capulista se ne va. Se ne va. La capulista se ne va. Y se fue y el tren hoy.